Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Dylan. And I'm Sierra. And this is Horror Haven Podcast. Basically, what we're going to be doing is every week we'll go through a different horror series or horror topic that we enjoy or maybe we don't enjoy so much. And probably enjoy. Yeah. And kind <laughs> of be going over our thoughts on it and kind of reviewing each entry. Um, we figured this week we would start with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the series. Um, it's one of our favorites, so we figured we'd start on a high note and just go downhill from there. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy it. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, so starting out, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was released in 1974. It was written by Kim Henkel and Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper directed the film. It starred Marilyn Burns as Sally and Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface. The movie starts out with a scroll story. It kind of gives a backstory on what's about to happen. It gives you an idea. Um, it talks about the grave robbings, that it, the vandalism yeah, that was going yeah. on. Um, so then it goes into Sally and her brother, who was in a wheelchair, Franklin, and their three, three friends, Jerry, Kirk, and Pam. They're going to visit the grave of... Sally and Franklin's grandfather because they had heard reports that grave robbing was going on. So... They decide they, to go visit their old family farm. Yes. Uh, on the way, they pick up a hitchhiker who's played by Edwin Neal, and he talks about his family who used to work at a slaughterhouse nearby. He, and he's crazy. Yeah, definitely crazy. <laughs> Not somebody I'd want to pick up. Um, yeah, I don't know why they picked him up. He takes Franklin's pocket knife and cuts himself and takes a picture of everyone, demands that they pay for it, and he burns the photo. He, he pretty much gets really pissed that they don't want it. Does some voodoo stuff, doesn't he? Like, it's a really great picture, Dylan. It's a really <laughs> great picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then he actually grabs Franklin, cuts Franklin. They say, you know, this guy... Not somebody we should have picked up and throw him out of the van. They stop at a gas station afterwards. And... They stop at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> the man working at the gas station tells them that the pumps are empty. So they continue to the farm. And they kind of split up from there. And that's where everything happens. Yep. And one by one, Leatherface starts to... Pick them off. We don't want to ruin we should the probably, ending. We should probably give a big spoiler warning in the beginning. I feel like a lot of people... Yeah. I mean, spoiler warning, that's kind of the backstory, but if yeah. you haven't seen this movie... 
If you haven't seen it, it's your own fault. Yeah. It came out in 74, guys. Come on. Like, um, but on. for the rest of the episode, if you're listening, spoiler warning for all the movies we're going to talk about. Uh, one by one, everybody starts getting picked off, and there's a really nice chase scene with Leatherface and Sally chasing her through yeah. the woods. Yeah, um, that's great. He eventually catches her, and they tie her up, and they have their dinner. Which is a very famous scene. Yeah, very famous dinner scene. There's the hitchhiker, Leatherface, their grandpa, grandpa, um, man from the gas station. Yes. And they have their dinner scene, and Sally ends up escaping, getting chased by Leatherface, and... The trucker saves the day. Yep, trucker stops by, (laughs) those trusty truckers. Um, Actually, no, she ends up leaving in a pickup truck, doesn't she? Doesn't Leatherface get... That's right, yeah. yeah the so guy... It wasn't the trucker that did it. Well, I mean, I guess in a different way. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Leatherface attacks the truck driver, though, and the truck driver knocks him down with a pipe wrench. The chainsaw starts cutting his leg. The driver and Sally escape. Leatherface and... is like to be... Yep. Let's go into detail with that. Yeah. Not the trucker's like, Leatherface's like. Leatherface kind of starts thrashing around with his chainsaw. Yeah, he dances. And, oh, and also the hitchhiker gets hit. Yeah, he gets hit truck. by the truck. Yep. So um, that's the general summary of the general movie. General summary of the movie. Um, I had some facts written down from the movie. Go um, ahead with your facts. Yeah, the chase through the woods when Leatherface is chasing Sally. Uh, the tree branches cut Sally up a lot, so Which a lot is why of she's bleeding. yeah, a lot of the blood on Sally was real blood. It wasn't fake blood. There wasn't a lot of blood in the film. It really wasn't that gory of a film. No. And the reason for that, Toby Hooper wanted to go for a PG rating, which I thought was pretty funny. I know. I feel like horror movies now strive for an R rating, so I think it's funny that yeah, he, he wanted a PG rating. And but I mean, like, let's make it a family <laughs> time. Yeah, he he was really. <laughs> kind of angry when it came back with the rating that it got, and he eventually gave up trying to get that rating. Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface, he got the idea that Leatherface was handicapped. Toby Hooper kind of told him, you know, so that play the character script. play the character how you think he should be portrayed. Well, that's awesome, because yeah. that really followed through with the rest of the movies. Exactly. Um, Gunnar Hansen after having that idea, visited a school for the handicap and kind of watched their behaviors. Mm. He wanted to make the portrayal as realistic and non-offensive. He didn't want to just be playing, like, his idea of a mentally handicapped person. He wanted to make sure it was truthful. And uh, politically correct. You go, Gunnar Hansen. (laughs) You go. Um, There's no music in the film. All of the sounds were sounds from slaughterhouses. Old slaughterhouses. Ew. Which, I think that definitely added to the creepiness of the movie. Yeah, no, that movie's great. Um, One of my favorites. The grandpa makeup took five hours to put on, and after putting it on, the actor who played Grandpa John Dugan, he decided that he didn't want to go through that again. He just left it on, didn't he? Well, they shot all of the parts with the grandpa all at once. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was just the dinner scene, and I'm saying just the dinner scene because, you know, the part of the movie, it's maybe like a... Yeah, but it took them a Ten-minute part of the yeah. time. Yeah, ultimately, with the makeup and everything, it took 36 hours, and they filmed it straight. And you can kind of see 
that while watching the dinner scene, and I think that's a really cool thing, because the meat that they had on the table and stuff was from real animals, mm -hmm. and they were filming in Texas, so and hot. it was hot, yeah, they were going through a heat wave, so the smell was terrible, the heat was terrible, they weren't getting any sleep, and so they it kind were of, crazy. Yeah, it was pretty much like torture. They were really, it was definitely taking a toll on them. So, you know, you can yeah, kind of see so when you watch the movie because you have these characters that are playing like crazy characters. And then you have Sally who's just like being tortured and you can just see it. It feels real. And yeah. I think that was really what made the movie, definitely. in my opinion. Despite being portrayed as a true story, it wasn't a true story. It was based on the serial killer Ed Gein who, I think he only killed two people. He was more of a, yeah, he was more of a grave robber, and he would cut off the skin of his victims or so the not people. A, it's not an exact portrayal, but it's an inspiration. Yeah, that's where they got the idea of Leatherface, having the, the mask skin. Mm -hmm. that was made out of human skin. It was originally called Leatherface, and it was changed to Head Cheese. <laughs> and they eventually settled on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which... I'm definitely, de yeah, definitely a good name. Um, I feel like Texas really... Chainsaw Massacre tells you <laughs> what the movie's about. I feel like head cheese, I wouldn't guess. Yeah, and the chainsaw really isn't used as like a main killing no, weapon. No, my favorite weapon used is definitely his hammer. Yeah. I mean, the, the chainsaw's cool, but like, <laughs> it's an obvious defeat. Hammer, you really need to have some skill. Um, the movie was shot in chronological order. Oh, so, so they filmed it from beginning to end? Yep. Um, the filming took four weeks, and the film crew worked seven days a week. That's six, pretty 16-hour so. days. That's like, like, if you're gonna get it done, get it done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can imagine they were tired, and I mean, they were working 16-hour <laughs> days, seven days a week. What are your so. pros? Um, well, all together, I gave the movie a 9 out of 10. Definitely, me too. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorite movies. I think the overall feeling of it is just creepy from the opening scenes where it shows the scenes of the slaughterhouse. The part where I want to say it was Pam was in the house and there's like the dead animals all over the floor. It's definitely really really creepy. The dinner scene again really made it for me. Yeah. Just the like aesthetic in general. Marilyn Burns was a great actress. And oh yeah. Yeah. She was, she was, her screams man. Yeah and then I'm the, sorry, the no, end when she gets picked up by the truck and she's in the back of the truck and it just has that shot of her like laughing and covered in blood and it, you it's can creepy. Kind of see the but mental breakdown. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It was a mental breakdown. Wow. Um, I like that it was a basic plot. There really wasn't any like, there wasn't character development, which would sometimes be an issue for me. But I like it in this. I like that it just went right on with the story. The story started right away. The thing that I think works so well for this movie and movies like this in general is that. The reason it's scary is it's so possible, it's so real, you know, it's not a monster. It's, yeah. a, it, well, it is a monster in a way, but, um, you know, it's it's something that's it's very possible. Exactly. Yeah. It's and, and I think that's what's scary. I mean, as a kid, that was probably my biggest fear was Leatherface was only in my basement, <laughs> I mean. <sighs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, <laughs> the makeup and the sets were great. I mean... I'm gonna keep going back to the dinner scene, but the dinner scene when it's, it gives it's you the a good scene. Yeah, when it gives you like the first person view from Sally and it's like you're seeing the family and they're just yeah. she's freaking out and they're just hysterically laughing and like just torturing her and messing with her so mm -hmm. much. 
And it's just, I remember, um, I don't remember the first time I watched it. It was a long time ago, I but I remember, <laughs> I remember going back to it. Um, it was a few years ago when I was like, I bought it on DVD and I was like, all right, I, you know, I've I, watched the remakes. I've watched the sequels. Let me go back and watch the original and just watching it. I remember I was, I was in the basement and it was dark, and I was just, I just felt was so uncomfortable. Was my basement or your basement? My basement. My basement would have been scary. Yeah, <laughs> your basement would have been scary. <laughs> but I just felt so uncomfortable watching it, and that was like, I it was huge. It was huge. It was, because there's so many horror movies, I'm, I'm so unfazed by it, and it was just groundbreaking mm -hmm. for me. And it's crazy that a movie that came out, you know, over 40 years ago now. They were better than... They were so much yeah. better than, like, it was just pure horror. Uh, yeah. I remember the first time I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was five years old, and my mom was working overnight, and my dad was home. And I have five siblings. And we all sat in the living room like we were watching The Lion King. And we enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> And I don't think I've ever been so... There's only one movie that's really scared me other than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything to add for pros? Things you liked about it? I feel like you really touched on everything. You think the dinner scene was definitely one of the best scenes. And, and that's not just in that movie. That's in any horror movie. I feel like um, the total fear that you could see in Sally during that scene was just unbelievable and it was just so well portrayed. I could not, I don't know, uh, there, there's so much good stuff in that movie that it's, it's hard to pick anything particular. I do have to say that Leatherface's mask, um, when we were go watching the movies, because we watched them recently so that we could, you know, have fresh all the in information minds, yeah. and have it fresh in our minds, uh, Leatherface's mask in the first one is one of my favorite of all of them. Um, there were some that were really cheesy, um, but the first one, it, it's like as soon as you see Leatherface, that's what I want to talk about. My favorite scene is when you first see Leatherface when he slides open the metal door. Yeah. That, that... gets me every time. It's like, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> I've watched the movie. Not only that, but like the you, noises. Just, like, yeah, the you noise hear the pigs, it makes. He's like making mm -hmm. pig squealing noises. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like that scene every time. It just... I don't care. I know it's happening. I know when it's going to happen. I can see them walk in the house, and I'm like, here it comes. He's going to open that door. But let me tell you, every time, I am scared out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, things you didn't like about the movie? Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Forget Franklin. I can't stand him. He was so annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad he was there because, like, I feel... I, I feel like he had some purpose. I think he was made to be annoying, though. Yeah, I think, I think that was his purpose. I think he had to be <laughs> but there he just to be the downer. He and complained the entire time and just repeating <sighs> himself over and over. And, and his just, voice, his yeah. voice was so annoying. I actually read that uh, when they were filming, Gunnar Hansen hated the actor who played Franklin. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. And, uh... Because me too, Gunnar hands. Yeah, he actually hated him. He couldn't stand him, so he avoided him at all costs. And, uh, he met up with him later on, like, years later, and he found out that the actor who plays him was a method actor. So he was staying in his character even when they weren't shooting. Oh, so, so he ended up actually yeah, hating him. So the way <laughs> he was acting on set wasn't his real personality. He was just staying in character. So, you know, Gunnar Hansen seeing that was just like, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> um, 
Another fun story for this one, I think I've told it to you before, but when they first started shooting the movie, um, Toby Hooper kind of went up to the kids in the movie and was like, hey, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, watch out for this guy. Like, he's just really weird. He's, like, an a-hole, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, referring to Gunnar Hansen, and he went up to Gunnar Hansen and said, you know, these kids, you know, They're typical teenagers, boys. yeah, don't, 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 stay don't bother yourself with them. So he kind of distanced them from each other on the set. So the part came where they were doing the scene with Pam where he was sliding the door open, grabbing Pam. Oh, yeah. I'm and wondering. yeah. And my favorite scene. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure she didn't know what was going on. She didn't know that it was going to happen. So he opens the door and starts coming towards so her, a, a and really... she ran. She booked it down the road, <laughs> and they had to go after her. And Gunnar Hansen felt so terrible afterwards. Oh. He was apologizing to her, and that's kind of when they realized, which is awesome, you know. They do things like that. Um, the original Alien movie, the cast didn't know the chestburster. Stay on topic. I am, but I'm saying that the Alien movie, the movie Alien, yeah. they, the cast didn't know that the chestburster was coming out. So it was genuine reaction. Yeah, no, I and think that's, that's kind of that's yeah, an awesome way to do it. Yeah, genuine reactions. It, it's great. Do you have any quotes from this movie that you like? Yeah, the opening narrative. I just love that. Yeah. The, you got. Yeah. Come on. My guys. <laughs> favorite line from the movie, I think it's from Kirk. No, it's Franklin. No, I didn't think it was Franklin. Maybe it was Franklin, but it says, "Come on, guys, quit goofing on me." <laughs> I always like the weird lines, but I don't know. I feel like it was the only funny line in the whole movie, and um, I think that says a lot about the movie. <laughs> it's not funny. It's it's a good movie, though. If you like real horror, if you like a slasher, it's it it should be the first movie you watch. One hundred percent. It's there's or the last because you know I feel like this is the best. Yeah, city. it only goes downhill from here. It like goes downhill said. from here. Um, I mean, not to say that the other movies are bad, but. No, they just like don't horror have horror movies or other, the other Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I love them all. But yeah, I agree. This is definitely. Uh, I feel like when you make something so just raw and and what was new for the time? I yeah. don't want to say perfect, but it's <laughs> such a good movie. Like it's just so enjoyable. And like you guys can absolutely disagree because we all have our own opinions on this, but it's like, it's the first horror movie that I really ever watched as a kid, and uh, it stuck with me, I mean, it scared the crap out of me as a kid, and to this day, I just, uh, it's something that I can always go back to and really enjoy. On the afternoon of August 18th, 1973, five young people in a Volkswagen van ran out of gas on a farm road in South Texas. Four of them were never seen again. The next morning, the one survivor, Sally Hardesty Enright, was picked up on a roadside, blood-caked and screaming murder. Sally said she had broken out of a window in hell. The girl babbled a mad tale. A cannibal family in an isolated farmhouse, chainsawed fingers and bones. Her brother, her friends, hacked up for barbecue. Chairs made of human skeletons. Then she sank into catatonia. Texas lawmen mounted a month-long manhunt, but could not locate the macabre farmhouse. They could find no killers and no victims. No facts, no crime. Officially, on the records, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre never happened. But during the last 13 years, over and over again, reports of bizarre, grisly chainsaw mass murders have persisted all across the state of Texas. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre has not stopped. It haunts Texas. It seems to have no end.
We're going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, I'm going to talk more about this one because this is not one of Dylan's favorites. Uh, it came out in 1986, also directed by Toby Hooper. I'll just go uh, a little summary plot line for you guys. It starts out with two kids, which I believe their names were Buzz and Rick. Yep. Yep. And they are fooling around in their car. Uh, I'm assuming they're probably They were seniors. going to a football game. I think they're seniors in high school. They were probably drinking. I'm pretty sure there was drinking involved. Yep. Have a little uh, <laughs> Yeah. And they were calling a radio station, who the DJ on that radio station was a stretch. And um, she, they were just messing with her, prank calling, whatever, you know, normal teenage stuff from the 80s, I guess. She's getting fed up with them, but pretty much what happens is that while they are um, driving around, fooling around with them, a truck comes up, a blue truck, which you actually end up seeing throughout a lot of the movies, comes up and it happens to be Leatherface on the truck with his chainsaw. And Stretch ends up hearing the whole thing over the radio of the two boys being killed. So what happens is they find the scene of the crime the next day, like the police, and there's Lefty there, played by Dennis Hooper. Hopper. Hopper. Ho Hooper's a better name. Just <laughs> so. Toby Hooper. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm, I, stop getting people with, this, with similar names, okay? Um, <laughs> and he's actually the uncle of He's Sally the uncle Franklin. of Sally and Franklin. From the original. Movie. And um, pretty much what it seems is the police are kind of trying to cover up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that had happened, and they're saying it's unrelated. But Lefty is, um, he doesn't think that's true because there are chainsaw marks on the car. It's, the, the roof of the car is shredded. So Lefty contacts Stretch because he had heard the radio station play when they called. So um, she brings him a copy of the audio tape of the recorded attack, and she plays it on her show. So that causes Leatherface's family, they be pissed and they go to the radio station and they attack um, Stretch and LJ, LG, which is uh, the man who, a man who's also on the radio show and I think he has a thing for Stretch. So they end up beating him to death with a hammer. Well, we think to death. And um, Leatherface, you learn, has a soft spot for ladies. Yep. And he uh, says that he kills Stretch, but he doesn't and he leaves. It's such an awkward scene to watch, with, too. <laughs> um, yeah, it is awkward. Uh, he leaves with Chop Top, which is his name. I always thought it was the hitchhiker from the original movie, but it's not. Nope. It's, I think it's supposed to be his brother. It's like said. his brother or something. They're related. They're all related. <laughs> um, so... At that point, Lefty shows up at the radio station. They follow the truck to this weird carnival theme park thing where I guess the family has taken control of, and that's where they're doing their slaughterhouse stuff. And they're killing people down there. So Stretch falls through a hole in the ground, and they end up in like this underground maze-type deal. I don't know exactly how. It's weird. Lefty starts cutting down all the support beams in the maze thing, and, and he finds the remains of his nephew, Franklin. The end, the movie pretty much ends with um, Stretch going, climbing up like this fake cliff thing up to the top, and he, she finds the grandmother of Leatherface, and she, they pretty much have a shrine made to her, and she takes the chainsaw, 
revs it up, and she's, she gets chopped up off the cliff, and she starts swinging around, very similar to Leatherface in the original movie at the end. And that's how it ends. But I'm going to tell you my favorite thing about this movie, which nobody <laughs> believed me about for years. There is an uncut version of this movie where they kill a whole football team. Yeah. And nobody believed me. <laughs> Dylan did not believe me. I and didn't. then today we were hanging out with my brother, and I brought it up to him. And he's like, no, no, yeah, that happened. And they cut off the person's hand, and he, the the... Hand falls the severed hand finger, yeah. falls and flips them off the bird, you know. So I taught. I was talking to my dad about it, and he's like, "No, yeah, we had it um, at our very first house, which was in the '90s." Well, we were doing research on this, and we finally found information that this does exist, but it wasn't released on DVD or anything until, until like 2006, apparently. There, yeah. So I don't know how I had a copy of this movie <laughs> in the '90s, but I did. And if you can ever find it, watch it. It is. Awesome. I, we tried finding the scene for so long, too, like, because you told me yeah. about it, and I couldn't find it anywhere, and we couldn't find anything about it, and we finally found an article today about it, and, yeah, I didn't believe you. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's real, and if you find it, tell me how much you loved it, because I loved it. It was awesome. All right, yeah, so uh, this movie, it took place 13 years after the original movie. Original movie. It was directed by Toby Hooper. Who directed the first movie? Well, I did say that. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> he just wants to sound smart. Yeah. Uh, he made it as a dark comedy. Yeah. Because he, fought, he felt that the original movie was a dark comedy, which I can't really agree with. No, I don't agree. <laughs> he made this movie, and the production company, which was called Canon Group, the Canon Group, mm -hmm. They were not happy with it because they were not expecting a comedy. They were expecting the yeah, same thing. Yeah, it as got a lot of mixed reviews. Um, it does have a following now. Like a cult. A cult, cult following. following, yeah. Um, like Sierra said before, it's not really my favorite. Um, no, it's not his favorite at all. <laughs> my thing with it is I could watch this movie countless times and I can never remember what happens in the movie. <laughs> See, I always, I, I always like the really bad horror like i like good horror too like you know but there's nothing like a f a really good like funny cheesy horror movie um i think what got me with it was i hadn't watched this until a few years ago mm -hmm. and i watched it right after i went back and revisited the and the original it like the and original. it was Surprise! i believe yeah i believe it was the same night that i watched the original for the first time since i was a kid and you were in that vibe. And I was in that know. vibe. I was like, yes, I want to be scared again. And I didn't know anything about this movie whatsoever. I didn't warn you. You did warn me, but not in detail. You just said, <laughs> oh, you know, it's not like the first one. And I was like, well, I mean, the Toby Hooper made it. It's got to be like the first one. And it just, I was so disappointed. I think I ended up turning it off halfway through and I had to go back and rewatch it like a week later because I yeah. was just so disappointed. We in watched it. it a couple months ago, right? We watched it. We watched it on Halloween. We watched it a couple months ago and I was like, all right, well, we, we watched it recently. I've watched it probably more than I watched the original. My dad liked this one. My dad always liked comedies, but he liked this one a lot. So I've watched it very frequently and uh, I was like, do you want to rewatch it so that, you know, for, and he's like, no, yeah. no, I can't. I don't want to. I, I can't. 
Yeah, and so. it's bad too because we just watched it recently, and like I said, I can never remember what happened. You had to explain the entire plot to me of a movie that I just sat down and watched like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, I gave it a six point five out of ten. I give it a as six, much... and I feel like a six is a really good score for me. Yeah. So I feel like I, as I much crap as I give it, it's not terrible. It's, fun. it's just disappointing to me. It's fun. Um, I think it's fun. I, I put down for something I liked about it. I, I, it was very unique. Yeah. It was out there. It was so, like, wacky. Like... See, I wrote down for me, if I were to give it a genre of movie, I called it a creepy psycho comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that like, describes it a lot. Uh, I don't think that there was anything that was too scary about it. No, there was some parts... There was gore. There was, there was gore. There was definitely. a lot more blood yeah. in this one. Like, there was one part that kind of creeped me out a little bit. Not a lot, but um, the part where... You're recalling a part? Yeah, I'm recalling Holy a part, surprisingly. God. It's the only one, really. Um, it's the part where... Stretch. Stretch. Um, she gets to the underground part, and Leatherface, I think, is wearing the face of LG... Oh, and, and he, he puts makes it her, on her, and yeah. he puts his hat on her. Yeah, yeah. that's creepy. He puts and the he face, dances with yeah, her. Yeah, he puts the, like, mm -hmm. freshly cut off bloody face on of her. Stretch. Of her best friend. Yeah, and is just, like, make he made her dance, right? With him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then just watching that, you know, I was like, all right, this is kind of creepy. This is kind of like the first one, and then after that, it just went back you to... You know what, though, I thought was really creepy, and it's, it's that scene as well, was that after Leatherface, he hears the, the other members of his family... Um, so he hides Stretch because he doesn't want them to know that he didn't kill her in yeah. the radio station. And he walks out, and then that's when Stretch hears LG moving or coughing or, or he says something that reveals that he didn't die, which is why I said, or so we thought. Yeah. Um, and you see his face without his face on it, you know, like his... Um, like the meat and the muscles behind yeah. his face and he's really talking well and smoking a cigarette that part really actually does make me a little uncomfortable it's kind of gross looking yeah i don't um, know if you remember that I aspect do, yeah. of it but yeah that that was actually pretty that's the only creepy part that was like truly creepy but it was still there's still funniness and to I mean, it tom savini did the makeup for the movie and he was you know, he's very big in the yeah. horror makeup. He does it a was really awesome. good job. The makeup yeah. in that scene especially was really good. But yeah. the one thing that grossed me out by this movie a lot, LG, like, hawks loogies through <laughs> the whole freaking thing. And it's, like, the most appalling thing to me. It's so <laughs> disgusting. And it's, like... Ugh, the, it's worse than the make. Like the makeup was gross, but that. The part for me that was really like awkward to watch was where she's kind of like coming on to him to try and to um, oh, stretch yeah. is coming on the Leatherface to try and get him to like not spare kill her. her life. Yeah, and he starts like air humping with the chainsaw. Yeah, and, like, like putting it really close to her vag. Yeah, 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 definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, uh, very uncomfortable to watch. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, um, it was weird. Honestly, I feel like Leatherface was a little pervy in that movie. Much more yeah. than... I, he but it definitely... Like, in any other movies. I though. think what it was was just the 80s, like... That was the style. It was the style, yeah. Just to make it kind of as goofy quirky. as possible. Yeah, quirky. And, um... But I can see why it got the mixed reviews that it got. And a lot of people weren't happy uh, about it because... Like, for instance, I think it was a great movie. You're I'm not that not fond so of it. Yeah. And usually we agree. I did give it a higher rating than pretty much everything else. You gave it a higher rating than I gave it, and I yeah. like it. And you say you don't like it, so it's just. Our I think it's just one of different. those. I think it's just one of those movies where I, I, I can't go back and watch it. 
Like, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I could watch that movie every day, and just, this one, I can't go back and watch it. <laughs> mm, but I like it. One, one is good for me. I think you're crazy, but okay. Do you have any lines from that movie that you like? I, I can't even remember anything that happened uh, in the movie. I liked when Chop Top, uh, he was kind of mocking Leatherface because they found out he did not kill Stretch. And uh, she ended up at the weird carnival land. And he was mocking him and telling him, Oh, Bubba got a girlfriend. Yeah. Used that, to I say that, that all the time, too. Yeah, I used to say it all the time. And he had no clue what I was talking about. My brother would do it, too. Or, like, burn her like a rat. We'd do that, too. <laughs> yeah, burn her like a rat. Yeah, we'd always do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I like that because I feel like it made it, it made it feel like a family. Like that teasing <laughs> between brothers type yeah. thing. As crazy as that sounds, I do feel like it made it feel more like a family. On August 18, 1973, Sally Hardesty, her invalid brother Franklin, and their friends fell afoul of a bizarre cannibalistic clan of serial predators. Hardesty was the sole survivor of that night of terror. She died in a private health care facility in 1977. A single member of the murderous family lived to see trial. The prosecution recorded his name as W.E. Sawyer, died in the gas chamber in 1981. The jurors concluded that Leatherface, presumed to be an unapprehended killer, was in fact an alternate personality of Sawyer's, activated whenever he donned a crude mask made of human flesh. If there was no Leatherface in reality, then Sally Hardesty may at last rest in peace. If there actually was a Leatherface, he remains at large, and the so-called Texas Chainsaw Massacre was only the beginning. Beginning. All right, so next we have Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, the movie came out in 1990. It was originally supposed to come out in 89, but it got pushed back a few months. It ended up coming out in January of 1990. It was directed by Jeff Burr, and it starred Kate Hodge and Ken Foray. We think that's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> We're guessing. <laughs> the movie starts out with Leatherface uh, kills a woman cuts her face off, making it into a mask, and then it cuts to a couple, Michelle and Ryan. They are traveling through Texas, and they stop at a gas station where they meet Tex and Alfredo. Is that his name? Yep. Wow, Tex and a fancy name for that guy. <laughs> Tex and Alfredo. Tex kind of seems like a nice guy. He's asking them for a, a ride. cowboy? Yeah. He's asking them for a ride. The boyfriend's definitely Yeah, like, Ryan doesn't want to give them a ride. <laughs> Alfredo is really creepy. He does the same thing as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre as the hitchhiker. He takes Michelle's picture with the Polaroid and tries to sell it to her. Tells, tells her it's a nice picture. picture. Yeah. She doesn't want it. They eventually get away and they think they see Alfredo killing Tex with a shotgun. They end up driving through the woods and... It shows a truck coming after them. Uh, the tr a blue truck? Yeah, a, the truck throws a dead coyote at them. It breaks their windshield, and they end up getting a flat tire. They get out to fix the flat tire, and Leatherface comes. As always. Yep. Um, they end up running into Benny, who... Is a badass. Is a badass, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he decides to go find help, or find Tex. He was going to go check and see because she was in the, the uh, Michelle and Ryan were insisting that they saw Tex um, on the road, but Benny said that he all he could see was their headlights, so he was going to check to see if he saw anything and get some stuff out of his Jeep. Yep, and then he runs into Tinker, who is part of the Sawyer family, and he has a hook hand. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be a Sawyer if they weren't weird. Yeah, so he ends up 
offering to help Benny, but Benny sees the chainsaw in the back of the truck. So he realizes, okay, this is the guy that Michelle and Ryan just told me about. He runs away and runs into Sarah, who is the girl from the beginning of the film, who watched her sister get killed with a hammer. Mm -hmm. And she's um, kind of whack job yeah, now. She's very, only been there for a week. <laughs> she's crazy. Very crazy. So they end up doing a whole woods chase scene. Leatherface ends up capturing Michelle in a bear trap. Not Michelle, Ryan. Yes, Ryan. That's right. Catches, he was a girl, though, so it's okay. <laughs> catches Ryan in a bear trap. Um, Michelle escapes and is captured by Tex. Uh, Tex brings her to the house, and they ultimately... No, she runs to the house. She runs to the house. She and runs she to the house. That she's saved. Yes, she as sees, always. She sees a little girl. She goes upstairs, follows the little girl. The little and girl's crying. The little girl's crying, and she has what looks like a doll, and it turns out to be a baby skeleton. And she yeah. stabs Michelle with a shiv bone thing. Thing, and Tex shows up, grabs Michelle, and nails her to a chair. And they have a dinner scene. And kind of. Kind of a dinner scene. They have a prep to dinner scene. Yep, Ryan is actually not dead. They have him hanging up in the kitchen. Um, well, he's not dead yet. Not dead yet. Benny ends up showing up and shooting up the house with a rifle. Killing Mama. Killed Mama, yep. Killed Grandpa. Well, Grandpa was dead, I'm pretty sure, but he <laughs> killed him again. Michelle goes into the woods. She's chased by Weatherface. Benny starts fighting Tex and ends up lighting him on fire with a can of gas that was on the tow truck. And the lighter that, uh, what's her name, gave him in the beginning. Oh, mm -hmm. the, yeah, the crazy one. They end up getting to a swamp area where Leatherface's family was throwing body parts into and they kind of have a last battle. Benny looks like his head was getting cut into and Michelle ends up Defeating. Defeating Leatherface by beating him in the head with a rock. A it was a big rock. There so rock. she ends up getting away and it cuts to her walking down the road. It's daytime now and the truck from the gas station in the beginning. White truck. Yep. It says last chance gas. Yep. Uh, that shows up and it ends up being Benny. He somehow escaped and they're going to get away but... Alfredo's in the back, and he attacks them, ends up getting killed with a shotgun, and it ends on a happy note with... Two survivors. Benny and Michelle getting away. Which doesn't tend to happen. Usually it's just <laughs> one at the end of every Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. movie. So, this movie... Was forgettable for me. Yeah, it was alright. It, was, it, like, it wasn't bad. No. I, and I'm not saying it was bad. It was just like... Eh. <laughs> it was like... There was nothing that was, like, making me, like, oh my gosh. Like. Yeah. I felt like it was really short. Yeah. Every time I watch it, too, I make that comment. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. Which I'm looking started. now, and it says it's 81 minutes, so it was an hour and 20 minutes. So, so it was, was a normal length. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Maybe I didn't like how it had, like, a happy ending. I feel like all the movies kind of have, like, a. I wish they killed Michelle. It's more of a dark. Yeah, but, like, all the movies, I feel like have a, they have a dark ending. They have somebody getting away. But it's like in a bad, like yeah, like they're, they're not messed a good up afterwards. State. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I have done nothing. Really stood out to me. I really liked the casting for it. I liked Benny. Yeah, Benny, <laughs> Benny Boring, always good. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up with the movie is that there's a, um, the part 
where they were changing their, their tire, Leatherface comes in, they jump in the car, they're trying to go, the car's not moving. Leatherface straight up rips off the trunk <laughs> of the car. Now, I don't know how he did that, because to my he didn't have super strength, did he, in any of the other nah, movies? I mean, he was strong, but he was not strong. rip a trunk yeah. off a car strong. Yeah, like, he ripped the trunk off of a perfectly fine car. I don't, yeah. I'm not quite sure, maybe there was something wrong with the car <laughs> that we were not aware of. Um, he also swung that trunk around pretty easy, too, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, so, you go, Leatherface, you go. So the movie had an X rating. They had to recut it a lot of times to get it to an R rating. An X rating? I yeah. Did we, we, didn't we watch the uncut version? We watched an unrated version, yeah. Um, what? It's the only Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that wasn't filmed in Texas. Which I thought was interesting. Well, but that's the thing, though, too, is when we start first started watching it, we're like, this doesn't look like Texas. Like, yeah, well, we've never different... been to Texas, but it didn't look like Texas and Texas James. It Massacre. didn't look like how the rest of the movies looked. Yeah, no. Yeah. Another fun fact that I found, um, Kane Hodder did the stunts. He was also Jason in four of the Friday the 13th movies. Okay. And in Jason Goes to Hell, when Freddy's glove shoots out at the end of the movie, that was him. So I thought it was cool that he's kind of... In a way, played all three of these really big. Okay, and I'm just icons. I'm gonna say it. Dylan said he's it's probably unrelated, but I'm gonna say it. There's a part when Leatherface is in the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> and he pops out of that swamp and grabs her. Just it like literally watching it. As soon as we saw it, we we're like, oh my gosh, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. It was... So it just makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's related, I'm and sure Dylan it's says not. it's not, I'm but sure it's not. I just, like, when we watch it, Definitely it was similar. a total Friday 13th moment, <laughs> and I mean, I think if it was purposeful, I think that's awesome. Pay homage to, to the other great movies out there. Um, um, things I liked about it, I really liked Tex, Viggo Mortensen. I liked him. Aragon! I liked him in <laughs> Captain Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought he was fun. He was fun. really good in it. Yeah, he kind of, he seen, he comes off as very normal. At first, yeah. At first, and it's cool because, you know, the rest of the movies, and the he, family, he acted like you can tell there's something too. off with all of them. Yeah. Um, the little girl in it was really cool. Yeah. She was a really good actress, too. That's what I looked like when I was little. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. If yeah, I really liked her. And she, you kind of like... You get this sense like, oh, this poor little girl at first, but, but then she's you're so she's, into oh, it. She's crazy. She loves she it. Wa she gets mad because they were gonna kill Ryan, and, and she's, she's like, like, no, I want to do yeah. it. And like the Michelle was like, yes, this little girl's gonna help me, sweet. And the little girl's like, no, don't do it. And she's like, let me. And uh, the look of terror on Michelle's face was excellent. Yeah, and I really like Leatherface in it. I feel like they really had it. Like, I like Leatherface too, but that that chainsaw he had was like. What like if, if like a, a brand poor, new shiny no, chainsaw? If a poor person was a murderer and won the lottery, that's the chainsaw <laughs> they would buy. Mm -hmm. That's what that was. It was like gold and platinum and carved out, and I mean it was pretty, I guess, but it was like pretty and like like a tacky way. It's like what what I would think a uh, somebody who thinks they were, were rich would buy. Yeah, I I liked his portrayal of it though. Like you could tell yeah, he's very childlike mindset. One of my, my favorite part of the movie, and the first time I watched it, I died laughing. Oh. <laughs> he had Leatherface has a a little toy. His mom says, you know, go do your studies. So he goes and he has this little like speak and spell thing, and it's teaching him how to spell, spell words. Spell words. And a picture comes up, and it's a clown. It looks like a person, and it's like, spell this word. And he types F-O-O-D, and it's food. 
and it says wrong, and he just keeps going back and, and he's trying it. So and he, angry yeah, and upset. he's getting so mad he because just it, no, it's food. Yeah, but I definitely thought it was a good, a nice portrayal. Like he's very childlike <laughs> the way well, he acted. And with that being said, I do want to go back. Um, I don't know if I said this with the first and second film. I do not feel like Leatherface realizes that he is a villain. No. I don't think he knows that he's bad. I don't think he understands that what he does is bad. No. I think that he's just been put to it by his family. Yeah. And most and of the films, something... there's one film that I'm going to talk about where I, it, it's different. But other than that one, I feel that it's something where he, he he doesn't have the intelligence to understand everything. And it was very much pushed on him. You know, he had a lot of strength and it was easy. Um so I don't look at, at like, he's scary, he absolutely is, and he does bad things, but I don't think he understands what he's doing at all. No. And I don't think he's supposed to, I think that's the, the, the point of it. Well, that's that's kind of what makes the series, like, creepy too, is just, you know that he has no, like, he, he has a conscience, but he thinks he's doing right. He doesn't, yeah, he, 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 he. It's not like a typical killer where it's like, they're just he just doesn't understand and in, in, in his eyes he's providing for his family and he's doing for his family exactly. and, you know that in its own right is very nice so heroic. He's, he's a hero August 18th 1973 news of a bizarre chainsaw wielding family reports which were to ignite the world's imagination began to filter out of central Texas regrettably not one of the family members was ever apprehended, and for more than ten years, nothing further was heard. Then, over the next several years, at least two minor, yet apparently related, incidents were reported. Then again, nothing. For five long years, silence. Alright, so next we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation, which was originally called Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's supposed to be like a reimagining of the original, which I didn't really see too much. No, but I don't see it at all. <laughs> Alright, so the plot has four teenagers, Jenny, Barry, Heather, and Sean. They're at prom. Heather finds her boyfriend, Barry, making out with another girl. Yeah. And they get in an argument. He's they. The <laughs> they get in an argument and they get in the car, speed off, and they find Jenny and Sean in the back seat doing something. Yeah, but I thought that they said in the film that they're only friends. <laughs> I don't think they were doing anything. They were nerds. So they're all getting in an argument. It was weird. A door just slammed behind us and there's that somebody else really in the weird. house. <laughs> so they get in an argument and they end up crashing the car into another driver. They decide that Sean was going to look after the driver and Heather, Barry, and Jenny were going to go off and find... Try and find help. Yeah. So they end up getting to a real estate office where they meet Darla. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was a real estate office. Darla. That's where they met Darla. She seems nice. Who calls her boyfriend, Vilmer, the tow truck driver. How sweet. Yeah. To go and help them. And she tells them, like... Oh, don't worry about him. He acts all tough, but he's fine. He's nice. So, Vilmer ends up getting to the crash where he sees Sean and the other driver who was still alive, but... Um, he was knocked out. Knocked out, yeah. And Vilmer ends up breaking the driver's neck, and Sean runs off. Oh, this is a great scene. Yeah. And <laughs> this is my favorite line. 
Vilmer is getting chased by the tow truck driver, Vilmer. Um, Vilmer's following him down the road, and rather than cut off into the woods, Sean's just sticking to the road. And when Vilmer finally catches up to him, he kind of slouched over. He's like, what does he say? Stop it, mister, you're scaring me. Yeah, stop it, mister. Just something to that effect is probably not an exact quote, but it was pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up killing Sean. The kids walk back from the real estate. Yeah, the kids are walking back from the real estate office. They see a car and um, Barry and walk. Heather go off and follow that car. Well, they're separated from that. Is that what happened? Yeah, they okay. go off and follow the car, and then Jenny is like, all right. I just know she gets separated. I'm going to keep going to, the, to to our car to go meet the tow truck driver, and um, um, Heather and Barry end up at a house, and Jenny ends up running into Vilmer. Heather and Barry get to this house. And they meet Walter, who is Vilmer's brother. What do they think about the house, Dylan? Uh, apparently, they're totally cool with this rundown house that's boarded up windows. And yeah, they they think that they're going to find help here. Yeah, this is cool. Well, they want to use the bathroom. Oh, this is another thing I love. Barry goes, I need to use your bathroom, and bursts into Walter's house, locks Walter outside, and then he goes and actually uses the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like... And then he turns around, and there's a dead body on the door and in the bathtub. So that yeah. Was... That was fun. So, um, <laughs> Jenny meets Vilmer, and... She initially thinks he's helping her. Yeah, she thinks he's helping her. She turns around, and the dead bodies... No, he and, makes her turn yeah, around. Yeah, he makes her turn around. The dead bodies are hanging from the back of the truck. She jumps out of the truck. Yeah, she tries to escape. To the woods. She yeah, finds she jumps, the house. She finds the house, yeah. Thinks she's gonna get saved. No, she goes back to the real estate agent. Oh, yeah, and Darla shoves her in the trunk. Yes. You find out Darla's working with the bad guys. Well, yeah, because she called Vilmer earlier. Yeah. So, they get to the house. They have a very long sequence of them kind of just messing with her and beating the crap out of each other, and it's just really crazy family. Oh, we didn't talk about Vilmer's bionic leg. Yes, Vilmer has a We'll talk about leg. that. Um, it's controlled by TV remote. <laughs> so, <laughs> Darla, the whole movie is, well, not the whole movie, but once they get back to the house, she starts telling Jenny, Jenny about how Vilmer works for some agency, and they're behind all these government Pretty conspiracies. Pretty much Illuminati. Yeah, the Illuminati. They have this dinner scene, and they're messing with the Jenny. Yeah, and... This guy shows up and with in a black on suit. His tummy. Yeah, in a black suit, and he ends up having like pierced nipples on his stomach, and it's it's really Jenny weird. escapes. She gets chased through the uh, field, and Vilmer's coming after, and some airplane comes takes hit, down Leatherface. Takes down no, takes down Vil Vilmer. Vilmer, and Leatherface is all upset and stuff, and it's the limousine, the guy with the weird nipple, um, picks her up. Yeah, Jenny gets in. And she goes to the hospital. And Who does she see at the hospital? At the hospital, she sees Sally. Sally from the first From film. the original movie, who was Marilyn Burns, came back and played that role. But she looked young. Yeah, but in the limousine like, before really that, young. Jenny found Rothman, the guy with the weird nipple, and he kind of tells her that the whole thing was supposed to be a spiritual Awakening. experience, and that it went wrong, and he had to stop Vilmer. So... They drop her out of the hospital. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I do. Um, this movie was released in 1994. It takes place in 1996. It's directed um, by Kim Henkel. 
Is that how you say it? Yep. And it Kim stars. Henkel, oh, c continue. Yeah, Kim Henkel. He was one of the original writers for yeah. the original movie. It just seems um, like he kind of got the back burner on the yeah, whole situation. He, that's, well, that's why he did it because Toby Hooper got all the like the credit credit for and it. I, he wanted to do it, which um. I'm not. I I would never say that this movie was as good as the original because it's not. But it was enjoyable. It was fun. It got a lot of crap. A lot it of got people a lot like of it. crap, but it was fun. Um, it stars Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, which are two huge, huge yeah. stars now. One of my pros for it. I think what really made this movie. Matthew McConaughey plays a really good crazy guy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's such a good. Like, and you don't think Matthew McConaughey? Villain. Wow, best. Best actor ever. Holy crap. No, I was really surprised. And I thought it was crazy because, one, even with Renee Zellweger, like... She was good, the, too. I didn't really think she was good. I, all the, was I thought all of the acting was really... No, okay, I thought she was really bad, but at the end, where she looks at Heather's face and she goes, Sit the fuck down! That was good. <laughs> yeah. That was good. But, I mean, it even gets to the point, Leatherface wasn't the big threat. It was Vilmer. No, he was Leatherface crazy. had no kills in that movie. Yeah, he... He didn't kill anyone in that movie. It was all Vilmer. It was like... And Vilmer was kind of like the the cook almost in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's almost was... But in well, this Well, the movie, whole movie, too, like, it, it almost made it out like Vilmer didn't want to kill anybody. He was afraid of the being forced to, yeah. Yeah. Um, I it was it. like he was battling himself between it because at this point, he's, he's definitely gone crazy. Yeah. But it's like he has these moments where he's fighting himself a little bit. But I feel like the enjoyment that he gets from it at this point is is more than his regret of doing it. Yeah. This movie does have an interesting fact, though. There are not cannibals in this movie. They weren't cannibals. They, no, they're not. Oh, no, the pizza! They had pizza, <laughs> yeah. which... There's a whole... Tell sub, them about the pizza. There's a whole subplot. So, in Leatherface, Sex Chainsaw Massacre 3, when Benny is fighting Tex... He says, like, why are you guys doing this? And Tex says, because we're hungry. And Benny says the line, well, haven't you ever heard of a pizza? So in this movie, there's a whole subplot where Darla is going to get the family pizza. And she has Jenny in the trunk of the car. 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, Jenny's in the trunk of the car. And it was so funny. Um, she, Darla gets out at the pizza place. And she pops the trunk, and she's like, you need to stop talking. And Jenny's like, I can't breathe. <laughs> she, pre she, she said, shut up and stop kicking my car. And Jenny responds to her with, okay, but I can't breathe. Yeah. And she's like, if she's I poke a hole in the bag, will you stop screaming? She's like, yes. Yes. Yeah, it was <laughs> Like, so nonchalant so about it. Yeah. The best part is, is that there was cops there, and they did not notice what was going on at all. Yeah, well... So. I mean, I gave the movie a 5 out of 10. I didn't, by any means, think it was great, but I didn't think it was terrible. I would have liked it so much more if they didn't throw in the stupid Illuminati plot at the yeah, end. Yeah, no, the, the, the Illuminati plot, I thought... I liked the idea of everybody thinking yeah. that, like, being convinced that... Vilmer told well, that them was that. The, that was the thing. Is like that was cool because it was like, oh, these people are so brainwashed by this guy, and yeah. then it turned out that no, the Illuminati was actually involved, and he's not crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, no. If they took that all, that whole plot out, and it would have been a much better movie. Yeah, than, I agree. but again, like I said, like all five of those points could go to Matthew McConaughey. He was so great. Can in we that clap movie. for him, please? Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, it's very brutal. I feel like they, they really tortured... I, I, not, not even... It wasn't even physical torture. It was, like, mental torture. Like, they messed with 
her, Jenny, yeah. a lot. They really didn't hurt her very much. Not Jenny, but, like, Heather was still alive, and they start, like, torturing Heather. And yeah. Her, and, like, it didn't really hold back. And they, yeah. the, it just showed the family was crazy. Like, you have Vilmer, like, beating Darla, and... Yeah. They start making out on the table right after. Oh, my gosh. You know what's funny, too, in, um... In uh, Le- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation, there's a part where Leatherface takes his chainsaw through the door and he breaks the door and they make this big deal and they're like, you broke the door. And it's it's the first one, right? In the first one, yeah. uh, they made a big deal because he broke the door and, and yeah. So it's like there's these like little things in all of the movies that pay homage to the original and I just, I just think that's so, so cool that they really went through and it's literally... We'll talk about it at the end, but there literally every movie almost has has something paying homage to the original one. Um, I gave this one a seven out of ten. Really? I I just thought it was fun. It, it was, was fun, okay. But, like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two was fun, but there was no scare. This was like still had good like scare to it. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely think, but this thing too is I don't want to contradict myself, but. My biggest complaint with the second one was that it was so cheesy. This but one this great. one was cheesy, but it, it, was it, fit. Kind of, yeah. it fit like, so well. Like, like you, it felt like a 90s horror movie. <laughs> there's a, a right way to do cheesy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. All in all, I thought it was fun. Uh, if you're like a like straight up horror, I want to be scared, this movie is probably not for you. But if you like those cheesy fun moments... Um, like, bad lines, bad scripts, some, like, not that the total script was bad, it wasn't, like, um, but, like, it has its lines that are not great, they're just funny and weird, and you're like, no people, no one talks like that, you know? Uh, I think that's what made it really fun for me, I think, if they tried to be too serious with it, it wouldn't have been as enjoyable, because no. it would have been the first movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think, I think that they... I think that um, Kim Henkel went in that, like, a little bit dark comedy. This was a lot less dark comedy than the second one. I think this was more of a, a dark horror or a, yeah. co- a funny horror. Because Again, that, that Illuminati thing, though. Like, the what, Illuminati what thing. <laughs> and the guy who played the Illuminati, like, watched the movie. Rocking, it's really yeah. funny. And, and I just don't understand why he had... The nipples on his Maybe stomach. Like a shock factor thing. And like, because like, oh, he didn't weird. do anything with it. And yeah. like, they were all pierced. And like, he, he just walks up to Jenny and he kind of like, he just opens the shirt it and to show her. And then that was nipples. it. Yeah. There was really nothing. There was no point to him doing it. Like, yeah. what was that supposed to show? Yeah. Like, as if she's supposed to recognize, like, oh, this guy has Illuminati. He's got. Nipples on his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was just very peculiar. I don't I didn't I didn't really understand it. No. But maybe maybe you will and you can tell us what it means because we don't know. This is uh, August twentieth, nineteen seventy three. The time is uh, three forty seven PM. A location is the Hewitt residence um, on Route seventeen. It's where victim one was found. Uh, we're gonna do a walkthrough and uh, we're now descending the stairs into the furnace room. Uh there's over here. There's scratch marks along the wall. There's some more over here. Along here. And oh, there's something over here. Seems looks like a clot of hair and a embedded fingernail. All right, we're gonna go move into the uh, actual furniture room. Watch yourself. Look out. Oh man. Oh. Look out. You got it. 
All right. This is the actual furnace room. Go on into where they expected to be traded. You got a bit of a jump there. Come on back here. Follow me. Come on. Ah! crime scene was not properly secured by Travis County Police. Two investigating officers were fatally wounded that day. This is the only known image of Thomas Hewitt, the man they call Leatherface. The case today still remains open. So next we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. came out in 2003. It was a remake of the original. original. It starts out with five adults, Aaron, Kemper, Morgan, Andy, and Pepper, and they're on their way to a Leonard Skinner concert. They are coming from Mexico, where they went to buy some and you, marijuana. Yeah, they buy <laughs> marijuana, and you know they're big Skinner fans because it opens up with them singing Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Because that's my jam. Yep. No, I'm kidding. So it's not my jam. I can't They sing. end up picking up a hitchhiker who is this lady. She's completely... I wouldn't call her a lady, a down. young woman. Young woman, she's completely broken down and she's crying. So they pick her up, they get her in the van, and she's crying about a bad man. They're all gonna die. I wanna go home. I wanna go home. And she pulls a gun out of. Somewhere. Yeah, under her dress. Under her dress. We don't know where it came from. <laughs> we have theories, but. <laughs> not gonna get into We're it. We're not gonna get into it. Um, We're just gonna accept that she pulled it out from under her dress. But she shoots herself in the head in the van. <laughs> The group stops to at a gas station, again, or deli. To call the police. They're calling the police, and there's a lady. She's like, oh, well, I'll call the police for you. She calls the sheriff, tells them to go to the old Crawford Mill, and that's where the sheriff's going to meet them. They go to the Crawford Mill, and they're waiting for the sheriff to show up, and they run into Jedediah, who's a little boy. And With messed up teeth. Messed up teeth. He says the sheriff's probably at home getting drunk. So Aaron and Kemper decide to go off and, and... see if they can find a phone. Yeah, see if they can find a phone. They end up finding a big farmhouse. And there's an old man with no legs in a wheelchair. He seems there. nice. Very nice. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not nice at all, by the way. And um, <laughs> He was nice to her. Yeah, he... Let's he, Aaron that use booty. The, <laughs> he lets Aaron use the phone, and Kemper ends up getting captured by Leatherface while Aaron is helping the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. He's a distraction. So, not really going to get into the whole plot, but they get picked off one by one. Just like the original. Just like the original, and... The only one left is Jessica Biel. The only one left is Aaron, who's played by Jessica Biel. And in the movie, she runs into... These people definitely seem really strange. They're in a trailer, and they have a baby who Jessica Biel recognizes from a picture that they found of the hitchhiker with the baby. So, at the end of the movie, she escapes, and she ends up taking the baby. She gets the baby. We don't know what happens to the baby after that. They didn't make another one. <laughs> well, and, uh, they did, but it doesn't go to this storyline. Came out in 2003. It was directed by Marcus and the Spell. It starred Jessica Biel, like we said. She's probably the only really big actor. Oh, and besides the sheriff, he's a big-time actor. Yeah. And um, he plays the same character. <laughs> Arlie Ermey played the sheriff um, from Full Metal Jacket. He played the drill sergeant. Mm -hmm. um, Very similar um, tone of voice, yes. same way. Just, like, 
same same demeanor. He he really plays that character well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think it was. I didn't really have much to say about the movie. It's I good. gave I gave it a seven. I remember watching this movie when it first came out, and I just remember it scaring me. I was little. I was, well, not little. I was like eleven, mm-hmm. um, or ten. I was ten. I was ten when it came out, and we rented it on pay per view, and it scared the crap out of me as a little ten year old. Interesting fact: the family in the movie are not cannibals. There is no dinner scene, which is a disappointment. I think. Yeah, for me. I think. I think. If I always look forward in, to that because I feel like it really, feel like it really shows the family really well when they do the dinner scenes. I think what really stood out for me in this one was the props in the set. Like, when Aaron's down in the basement, and there's, like, the body parts all over, and it just looks dark and dirty and gritty, and it's, like, what you would imagine. Like, a little bit flooded. Yeah. I think the, my favorite part of the movie, and it, and it goes into that kind of as well, um, was when her and Pepper were in, back in the van after Aaron had already seen Leatherface, um, she runs back to the old mill, she gets in the van, and it's just Pepper now, and she's trying to start it, and Leatherface comes, and, and she turns around, and she sees Leatherface, but his mask is not the same skin mask that was wearing. He's wearing her her boyfriend's face, and uh, yeah, that was it that happens cool. a lot in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where he wears people's, the, the, a person's face, but uh, in this one, it's really the only one where you can tell um, that it is that person's face, and... Uh, you could see um, Aaron or Jessica Biel. Her acting was excellent in that part because you could see um, how how that destroyed her uh, her character. You know, uh, seeing her boyfriend's face, you know, skinned in on on someone else. That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I really liked. Um, in the beginning of the movie, it starts out with what's supposed to be like archive footage. Uh, that the police found they went back after the fact and they were investigating the house and it shows the police getting to the house and then it cuts to the opening of the movie and at the end of the movie after Jessica Biel escapes it shows the rest of the footage and it shows the police officer being attacked by Leatherface and it ends up doing like a freeze frame of Leatherface's like mask and it's just so creepy looking Mm -hmm. and it the narrator comes on. His mask on. was great. Yeah. yeah, the narrator comes on and he does this thing like this is the only footage that we have, the only known picture it, of the face, and it made it feel real. You know, that's another thing that I want to bring up in this one. Their names are different. The families are yes. not the Sawyers. They're the um, something with an H, right? Hewitts. Hewitts, yes. which I actually like that name better than Sawyers. But Sawyers, I I don't I don't know why I like Hewitts better. It just sounds like a more real name to me. Yeah. Wasn't a it? lot of people had... I, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Which, what would you give it? I would say like 7, 7.5-ish. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason I'm wanted... not giving it a super high score is that I feel like if you're going to make a remake, it's got to be better than the original, and it wasn't. It was a they good movie. <laughs> it, it really was. And and I agree with you. The, 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 the remakes never are. I'm... We're... I, I'm not a fan of remakes in general, but um, it was still good. It, it just, there was, thing, there was an aspect of it that, that could have been cooler. They could have done it. I really wanted a dinner scene. Yeah. Like, really wanted it, because I just I just love that connection between the bad characters and, and their victim. Well, a lot of things that, 
a lot of problems that people had with this movie is they kind of said it was unnecessary to me. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and it, it, a lot of plot points that I've seen while looking at it is people said it was less scary and just more gory. Yeah, yep. And um, Dylan knows more than anybody that I'm not about gore movies. Like, I feel like it's cheap horror. Um, I mean, if it's done right, it's not bad, but... Yeah, that's because you're a fan of Saw movies. And <laughs> but let's not even get into that right now. Um, I just, I, I just, I don't, I feel like gore, unnecessary gore is a cheap scare. Yeah. It's gonna make you feel uncomfortable, yes. Is it that. truly the best, like, is that a successful horror movie for me? No, it's not. I think, um, the development of the characters, I think that if you can make a character that's scary, you're doing a better job. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. Do you have anything else to say about this one? No, not really. I feel like we should have more to say. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like, there's got to be... Oh, can we please talk about the house? The yeah, house, the house is really cool. This is my... And I love... The original one is my favorite. And I'm going to keep saying it over and over. The house in this one is the scariest house. I Hands down. I don't care what anybody else says. This house is so cool. And they have all of these scenes where it's at night. And there's fog. And there's, like, a light behind the house, and you can see the fog, and you can see there's, like, these pillars. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, the, the, sets, the house. the movie were and great. And when, when you see the light through it with the fog, oh, my gosh, it's terrifying. It's so cool. Yeah, I love, I know you said, too, that you love the parts in the movies where the door swings open. Yeah, they did open. a really good in yeah, that movie. They with did. the, the old man in the wheelchair, he's banging Stomping on it. his cane on yeah. the floor, and he's like, come at me, pretty much. Like, yeah. tell him, like, you're in my house. Yeah. Come on. And the guy, the, the Kemper's like... No, it wasn't Kemper. It was... I thought it was Kemper. No, because Kemper was the first one. Remember, he Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the, it was the friend, what was his name? Andy. Andy? Was it Andy? Yes. Yeah, Andy was there, and the old man's pretty much like, what are you doing in my house? You shouldn't be in here, like, whatever. And the guy's like, I'm not going to fight you. You have no legs. Yeah. And you're in a wheelchair. You're a little man, you know? <laughs> and he's banging, and he's banging, and he's banging. And it just, like, leads up to this. And then, like, right from behind him, it's just the metal door swings open. It just slides open. Has the chainsaw. And he has the chainsaw going, and it's just awesome. And he chases him out of the house, and they're running through the sheets that are hung up on the clothesline. And, uh... I think Andy thinks that he lost Leatherface. I think he thought he got away, and then Leatherface comes out from behind a sheet and cuts his leg off. Yep. And it was awesome. That was pretty... That scene, too, really that didn't was, hold back. When, um, no, it was a cool scene. It really was Well, not like, that, but I mean, um, later on when Aaron's in the basement, she finds Andy on the meat hook. Oh, my God. And she's sure. trying to get him off the meat hook, and he's, like, going up and just she's, dropping like, back down on it. She's, like, to stop, too, yeah. and she's, like, she, she can't... And then he has, he hands her, or he tells her to grab the knife and, and finish it because he couldn't take anymore. The slaughterhouse. We, we haven't talked about the slaughterhouse. That's at right. All. Yeah. Um. This is. I think it's the first one where they actually brought go in, into. They a brought in the slaughterhouse. I feel yeah. like there's always a mention that they worked in slaughterhouses. Mm -hmm. It always gets brought up, but um, in this one they actually go into the slaughterhouse and you get to see the slaughterhouse where the family had 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 run it and worked. It's really creepy, but Dylan, when we were watching it last week, he brought up a really interesting point, and I thought it was funny. I don't, he doesn't know where I'm going with it yet. She runs into the slaughterhouse, and there's live pigs. It's a non-working slaughterhouse. I think it was like two, but they had them at the farm too, so I'm guessing... But 
Weather when face. you yeah, but I'm gonna continue with this theory. When you go in, there's a deep freezer. This place has been shut down for quite a while now. Yeah. And there's frozen pig bodies. They're like cow bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And they they were rotting, but they're in the freezer. But my thing, I mean, yeah, I guess because it, it doesn't say that they're cannibals in this one. It goes into that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's no reason to be cannibals if you got all, all this f- meat in this freezer. <laughs> yeah, but how did the meat stay frozen is my question if this place is shut down. Yeah, there's no electricity. I don't know. Which is probably why it was rotting, but it doesn't say... Like, but you can tell it, it was frozen at the same yeah. time, so it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like a silly little thing that I, I that, that Dylan actually pointed out to me, like, this place is shut down, why are there animals at it? Yeah. And, then, and then I think I had actually said about the farm, but... Uh, there's no reason why there'd be electricity. Um, but the scene, she ends up hiding in a locker, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming... Aaron hides in a locker. Yeah, she uh, hides in a locker, and she gets awfully ballsy. Yep. Because he walks past her, and she could have hidden that locker and probably waited until he left. I think she probably could have. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She starts making noise. So her mother face comes down, and he hears a locker banging, and he opens it. And she's not in it. <laughs> it's a pig. And then she jumps out of the one behind him, and what did she have? A butcher knife or something? Yeah. And she gets meat him a meat cleaver, and she yeah. d- she cuts his arm off, doesn't she? Yeah. But he still manages to pick up that chainsaw and rev it and hold it. Well, I don't know, but yeah, that's that movie. Shh! Don't cry. Don't cry. Shh! Don't say baby. Don't say words. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. What are you doing? I never had me a little girl before. So next we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. It came out in 2006 and was directed by Jonathan Leibman. The movie starts out with a lady giving birth at a slaughterhouse. And the baby comes out. Woman dies. The woman dies. Does she die? I'm pretty sure she dies. I don't remember. She looked dead. A lady's digging for scraps after that. She finds baby Leatherface. In the dumpster. He's not cute. <laughs> no, he's very deformed. I keep him. So it cuts to an older Leatherface whose name was Tommy, Tommy Hewitt, and he's working at the slaughterhouse. And the boss is telling another worker, like, you got to tell him to leave because we're closing down. Nobody wants to tell him to leave. Yeah. So the worker goes, tells Leatherface to leave. Leatherface just isn't listening. Calls he... him like dumb or. Stupid or something. Leatherface ends up killing them. No, not the worker. The worker was gone. 
was the boss. Yeah, well, they he was walking home, and the sheriff of the town, Sheriff Hoyt, had Leatherface's brother in the car, and he's like, oh, your, your brother did this, and... You, Can you come with me to help me get... Yeah, so... He's like, yeah. Leatherface's brother goes, and he's like, oh, well, he's not dumb, he's just misunderstood, and he ends up killing the sheriff and taking the sheriff's car and uniform, and that's where the sheriff from the previous film came from. It cuts to Eric and Dean after that, who are on their way to enlist... Well, Dean was drafted into the Vietnam War, and Eric was re-enlisting. They're on their way with their girlfriends, Chrissy and Bailey. They start getting harassed by a biker gang, and end up hitting a cow and crashing their car. So that happens every day. Yeah. So in Texas. Chrissy ends up being ejected from the car and the sheriff shows up and finds Dean's draft card which was burned because Dean says that he's not going to He's going to go to Mexico. Yeah. So the sheriff ends up bringing Eric, Dean and Bailey to the farmhouse and just torturing them. Chrissy ends up finding a biker whose girlfriend was killed by the sheriff after the sheriff showed up and convinces the biker to go help her get Eric, Dean, and Bailey back. They end up doing the whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Um, Yeah, Chrissy ends up getting caught after sneaking into the house. Which, like, what the hell is... Why? (laughs) Um, and they have, creepy house. they have yeah. a whole dinner scene, Bailey's still alive, Dean's still alive, Eric ends up getting killed in the scene that you were talking about earlier on, um, yeah. Leatherface cuts his face off in the basement while Chrissy is sitting, is under, the table sitting under the table somehow. and there's blood dripping down, yeah. so... Dean, Bailey, and Chrissy are at the dinner table, and... Dean's, like, passed out. Yeah, it looks like he's dead. Bailey's still alive, but all her teeth are pulled (coughs) out. They end up killing Bailey. Chrissy escapes. Don't remember how she escapes, but... It was very forgettable. Yeah, Leatherface comes after her, and Dean wakes up, attacks the sheriff at this point. Which I'm pretty sure he got his leg caught in a trap or something too. Yeah, he got his leg caught in a bear trap earlier on. Chrissy makes her way to the slaughterhouse while Leatherface is chasing her. Dean comes out of nowhere when Chrissy's about to get killed and saves her from Leatherface. He dies. And then Chrissy escapes in a car and she's coming up on a police officer in the road and Leatherface comes from the backseat, kills Chrissy. No survivors. The car crashes into the police officer, and Leatherface just walks home. Yeah. So I think my biggest problem with this movie is that it was a prequel. So you kind of knew what to expect with the ending. You knew that the victims were going to die. You knew that Leatherface was going to be fine. Yeah. Because you knew that he had to be there, because this took place before the... That's really the problem with horror prequels, is you know how it's going to turn out. Just stop making prequels, guys. Just make them in order. God. My thing, too, is it was... I feel like it was so unnecessary. It, yeah. Like, I know that the reason that they made it was because they kept getting approached and they were asking, like, oh, well, how did this happen? How did this happen? Like, how did Hoyt become the sheriff? How did the grandpa's legs get cut off? Like... Oh, yeah, that's another thing, yeah. too, is that um, 
the grandpa's legs got. How did it? How, the how, biker shot him in the, the leg. Okay, the biker shot came in to the house and was like, "Where's my girl?" And they 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 killed her. She was dead. So he shot the grandfather in the legs, and um, Sheriff Hoyt was his theory to fix the problem was to cut off his leg that he got shot in. And he was a whack job. I don't know what he's thinking, but he had Leatherface take the chainsaw and cut off his one leg. And then when he got through that leg, he said, well, even him up. Yeah. And cut them both off. I love that, too, because after that, um, the mom mm -hmm. was like, what would you do that for? And he's like, balance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for balance, yeah. Um, I think, I mean... There were parts that I liked. I liked that it brought up the cannibalism. The yeah, cannibals. It brought but that back into it. This it is what show. I wanted to talk about with this film was that this is the only one that I feel like Leatherface was a killer. He, because he made the decision to kill on his own. Yeah. The other ones I felt like it was more pushed on him. And this one, I felt like there was no regret. There was no remorse. There was just killing. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I, and that kind of bothers me because I feel like every other movie there was so much. That's who he was in every movie, mm -hmm. and it's I don't know I don't know they 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 just changed Leatherface's character I feel and and I didn't think it was for uh, the betterment of no. it or anything. Um, One part that I liked was I liked as dumb as she was for doing it, the part where Chrissy's sneaking through the house. I thought it was really suspenseful. Yeah, you love that part. I know you, you were I didn't say I love that. it, but... It, you it, liked that part it was, you were talking yeah, about after the movie. It, it was suspenseful. It was good at building suspense, but I felt like it was really predictable. It was forgettable. It was there wasn't really... Besides that part, there really wasn't a lot of anticipation. I really could care less what happened to no, and it. No, and it wasn't movie. anything either. It wasn't... The actors were fine. The acting was good. The makeup was fine. The, mm -hmm. the effects were good. The blood was fine. It wasn't over gory. It wasn't under gory. It was just boring. Like, like, to me. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, you guys should definitely check it out for sure. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a great it's, movie. It, it's, it's, not even that it's not a great movie. It's just like a whatever movie. Like, if you watched it and never watched another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you'd probably appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. I think, right? Probably. I, it's, it's hard Maybe. to look at it it's that hard, way because yeah. we've seen them, you know? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just. As much as it was probably a better technical movie than, like, uh, Next Gen or the second one, I still liked them more. Because I remember them, you know? Yeah. Anything else? I, I, think, I think this, my biggest thing with it was, was there, it was forgettable. There's no reason to make it. Yeah. Like, you, these people had I these mean, questions, like, but they were small questions. Yeah, like, and, and honestly, for me, not everything has to be answered. Sometimes it's good to, to have your own mind fill in those blanks. yeah. Exactly. You know? It's like, how, why does the grandpa, like, why does the grandpa not have legs? Like, why do you... Maybe he was in war. Why do you need to know that? Maybe, <laughs> maybe he was born that way. Yeah. Maybe he's, I don't know. And sometimes it's... It kind of gave a backstory, though. The one backstory that I do say, I will say that I did like was, um, Sheriff Hoyt was talking about how he was in the military because he was really mad that Dean was... Dodging the draft. Well, that's why he. The, and the, that's what the backstory gave. Um, he basically tells them, and it shows why they were cannibals. Mm -hmm. um, when he was in the military, he, he was, was a POW, war, yeah. a prisoner of war, and they ended up having to eat either, people to either stay alive. Either you eat or you die. Yeah. So he ate. 
and uh, yeah, and he he also was a lot um, easier on the brother that served in the military and was not trying to dodge the draft. He's a lot, um, a little bit more um, lenient, on lenient on him. Still very very mean, not nice by any means, but not quite as horrible yeah. to him. And then. Uh, yeah, a five out of ten I'd give it. That's what I gave it. It's boring. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's my only problem with it. It was boring. Is anybody home? Do you know anything about this place? Just the address. Would like granny like to play a little pool? What? exactly did Granny do for a living? I have no idea. I just learned about her yesterday. So the very last film that's come out so far is the, um, not the, it's just Texas Chainsaw 3D. Um, it pretty much shows the ending of the first movie, and by first movie I mean the original one, which we saw it in theaters, and I was so excited that they did that. I was so excited. But I'm going to go through the plot summary. So it shows the events um, at the end of the first one with Sally running through the field or through the woods and coming up to the tractor trailer, getting in the truck and driving off. And it happens immediately after that. Um, you'll hear the police sirens, and you'll start seeing the police cars. And the, the, the actual sheriff of the town shows up, to the Sawyer's residence because that's their name in this movie. It's the Sawyer's. He's pretty much saying you need to send out, his name is Jebediah, um, you need to send him out. You know, he's done bad things. Get him out here. He was trying to be very civil with them. Mm. Um, the townspeople are infuriated by what's been going on, so they come to the house and set it on fire, mm -hmm. threaten, shoot, shoot out, out. Yep. shoot out with the family, like, whole nine yards. Two of the townspeople there, it was a, a couple, husband and a wife, they are, after the fire goes out, they're checking the surrounding area, and they find one of the family members with a baby still alive. Verna. Her name is Verna. They, uh, the, the husband kills her and takes the baby and brings it to the, his wife. They were unable to have children, to my understanding. Actually, no, Verna was the grandma. Oh, Verna was the grandma. Because the mom died. It was something with an E, I feel. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The names aren't important. Uh, well, maybe they are, but I don't know. She bring, he brings the, the baby back to his wife. Um, they couldn't have kids, and they pretty much take her in as their own. Heather. He the, they name her Heather. Then it shows, years later, they're living in a different state. I don't remember which state it was. But um, she's a young adult, probably in her 20s, living with her boyfriend. She gets a letter. Well, her the house was left. There's a house left to her. Yeah, but she does, she gets the letter, and, and that's how she finds yeah. out about the house. She gets a letter saying that her biological grandmother had passed away and that they had left her, a house left to her. Mm -hmm. um, and they, if she wanted it, it was hers. If not, like, okay. So pretty much she travels with... Three of her friends, two of her, her friends, boyfriend, and the girl, her best friend, and oh yeah, three of her friends, and they end up picking up a hitchhiker who seems like a nice guy. Yep. Um, they get to the house and they meet up with her gram her biological grandmother's lawyer. He says, "Make sure you read this letter she left for you. The house is just through here. This is the code. 
He says it like three times. Yeah, too. like make, make sure, sure you, you read, read this letter. letter. <laughs> so she gets to the house. It's a mansion. It's beautiful. Spoiler alert: She does not read. She the doesn't letter. Read, read the letter, and her friends um, make themselves comfortable. Um, they end up leaving the house to go run errands, like get they food. They get some food, groceries. Right? Yeah. Um, the hitchhiker that and the hitchhiker's up. like, no man, I'll stay here and I'm gonna get settled in. Well, he ends up stealing from them. And she left the keys behind that was given to her from the house, and he opens every door. They come back, they realize that he's stolen from them, and they think he left. What actually happens is, is that he found in the basement a door he opened. He went back, he went down through the door, and there was another door. He unlocked that door as well, which turns out to be where they've been keeping Leatherface, who survived the initial shootout in the beginning. And he does the Leatherface thing, and he kills everybody one by one, and he's trying to kill Heather. He chases her through a carnival full of people. She ends up going to the police, telling them about it. Obviously they know about it because he ran through the carnival. People mm -hmm. saw him. The sheriff is very concerned and wants to deal with it in a proper way. But the mayor of the town is one of the townspeople that did the shootout and burnt the house down in like the beginning. Leading, leading He's them, like yeah. a really not cool guy. And uh, he knows that the girl Heather is part of the Sawyer family and he doesn't want her in town, doesn't want anything to do with her. Well, he offered to buy the house from her too. Yeah, he wanted to buy the house from her. He wanted her gone. He didn't care how. Mm -hmm. So, what happens at that point? She she disappears from the police station. Well, she finds the ev she finds the, the evidence, evidence box and she goes through it. She realizes what they had done was just as bad as what the family had done, really, because they killed. Oh, it's debatable. It, it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't right. It wasn't the right way to deal yeah. about it. She runs off, and I guess now she's like thinking, like maybe he's not so bad. Mm -hmm. Right? That's kind of how it seems. Yeah, so she meets up with the lawyer <coughs> at a bar, and he explains to her, like, oh, well, didn't you read the letter? That's your cousin. He doesn't know who you are. I'm totally cool with the killer being in the basement. It's cool. Yeah, he doesn't know who you are, and, um... You just kind of tell him. The mayor ends up finding her... Or no. No, the mayor's the son. Mayor's son the cop. Who is the cop, who is played by Scott Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's son. He's pretty handsome. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. Um, he seems really nice up to this point. Um, he ends up being the mayor's son, and he brings Heather to the old slaughterhouse where Leatherface and his family used to work. They tie Heather up. Leatherface shows up. And, and her shirt's unbuttoned. Yeah. And she's magically not wearing a bra, but in the scene before she was, so I don't know. <laughs> Um, Leatherface realizes who she is. Because she has a burn of the Sawyer mark from the necklaces they used to wear on yeah. her chest. And he cuts her down, and the mayor shows up, and... They have, like, a little chainsaw battle. Yeah, and the sheriff comes, and he kind of lets it happen, because he's had enough of the mayor's shit. Yeah. Leatherface and Heather go back to the house, and Heather finally reads the letter explaining Leatherface is in the basement. And it seems that she's going to uh, stay there and take care of him. Yeah, she goes to bring him food, cleans up his cuts, and he she... goes back in the basement, slams the door. And they're, they're cool, and yes. everything's good. I... I like, I, I'm alright with it, kind of. I okay. liked it more than the beginning. We saw it in theaters. We saw it in 3D. And here's what I'll say, it's kind of the same problem I had with The Next Generation. It all leads up to a terrible ending. When we watched it, up to a certain point, 
I was genuinely scared by it. It was she, very okay. edge of your seat. I'm going to tell you what point. There's a point in the movie when they're in the slaughterhouse and <laughs> the mayor and Leatherface are fighting and Leatherface has lost his his chainsaw. It fell. He dropped it. And Heather picks it up, throws it to him and says, Do your thing, cuz. <laughs> and Dylan cannot take the movie from that point, which I cannot blame him. It wasn't even line. that. Okay. So my problem with it was, this guy just killed your boyfriend, your friends. He's wearing skin on his face. Okay, but I'm going to defend her and say, he also killed the guy that was stealing from her. Yeah, okay, but still. <laughs> he just killed all these people. <laughs> And you read the evidence box saying they were killing and eating people. They obviously were bad people. and But no, because their blood, all of a sudden... It's okay. It's okay. And she kind of helps him. And my biggest complaint isn't even that she helps him. It's the fact that they basically turned Leatherface into a hero. Yeah. And... He wasn't. Yeah. Every movie, no matter what, they had this ongoing thing. Leatherface was terrifying, and he was so scary. And It, it makes just, him into a teddy bear. Yeah, it just made him like, oh, well, you know, he's just helping his family. He's not that bad of a guy. Yeah, and it just, by the end of the movie, she's just sitting in the house, and she's cleaning up his cuss, and it's like, this guy isn't scary. Leatherface is not scary. You took one of the most terrifying horror icons and made him not scary at all. Mm-hmm. No, I and agree. It, that's what ruined the movie for me. I gave it a 4.5. This is probably my least favorite. Yeah, really? I yeah. didn't like the beginning at all. Um, I do have to say that um, if you see it, please, please, please be a little easy on the graphics because it was made for 3D and you can tell like there's blood that looks, it looks like it's drawn on with a marker. Yeah. It's like... But if you watched it in 3D, I'm going to admit, I did enjoy watching it in 3D. I thought it was fun in 3D. Yeah. It made me, it gave it me um, the feel of like an old horror movie. I just, I feel like there were some parts that were poorly thought out and poorly done too. Like, they, I think they did too much for the They 3D. go to the slaughterhouse that's old and run down and all the electric's still working. Why is the electric, it's been shut down for like 30, 40 years now. Heather is in her like early 20s in the movie. If it follows the timeline from when the original movie took place she would have been older she mm -hmm. would have been a lot older what else i didn't like that in the beginning of the movie the hewitt family the sawyer or no they were sawyers again were sawyers in this again. one the sawyer family there was like 10 of them there yeah and they were just normal people and it was like the family was not that big in the original movie but all of a sudden there's all these people there's there was like it was a big... It was, i think there was more than 10 of them there was a lot yeah but it's like but can we please talk about the man that was part of the family. Gunnar Hansen. Yeah. Uh, Gunnar yeah, Gunnar Hansen, Hansen played one of the family members, which yeah. I love. And John Dugan, who played the grandpa. Yeah. He came back to play the grandpa. Yeah. But yeah, it, because this is supposed to take place directly after the original movie. Well, the f first scene, yeah. Right, the first scene is supposed <clears throat> to take place directly after. Which and was it's, the there's all these people there now. Yeah. Yeah, so... It just didn't, that part didn't really make any sense to me. It mm -hmm. was cool the way they did the recap of the original, though, especially watching it in 3D. It was really cool, too, because, um, in, in, I'm going to say more so in theaters than on the, the actual DVD or the Blu-ray that we have, mm -hmm. it looked so good. Like, it didn't look, like, you know, when I, when I was talking to Dylan about it before we went and saw it, I was like, you know, how are they going to do that? That's a really old film. Like, the film is going to look grainy and different. But they did a really good job of restoring it, didn't they? 
it, yeah. it like it, it just went right in with it. It looked beautiful and and on the on the is it a Blu-ray that we have or is it the DVD of the original or this of this one? one? This one's Blu-ray. This one, um, the Blu-ray. It was a little bit more noticeable um, to me the transition from the original film's ending to the first scene that was actually shot for the new film. Um, but it was still really cool how it blended really well together. Yeah. Um, and that, I do want to say, that was awesome. That was really cool. And, and I love that they went and they put the old film in there and they went straight from it because that was just so unique. Like, I've never seen a movie really do that. Well, I mean, they did it with, like, um, the Friday the 13th remake. It, not, it kind of shows the beginning. It shows the original Friday the 13th. I have has, to. Re- I haven't watched that yeah, since, it, since it was in theaters. But it didn't. <coughs> to this extent, we're gonna didn't. do that one though, so yeah. I'll be watching it soon. Yeah. To this extent, it was definitely yeah. cool to watch, and it was yeah. good to show I'm the gonna, pick up, like where it picked up. I'm gonna give the first half of this movie a nine out of ten, and then I'm gonna give the second half of this movie a two out of ten. Yeah. It, right. A lot of the times, an ending won't ruin a movie for me. I can accept everything can, else, but this movie, I just. The way it ended, I can't uh, yeah, because really the way they made Leatherface not scary at the end, it, it makes you look back. It makes you look back, and you're like, "Oh, well, all this stuff that I was scared of in the beginning, it's just like, oh, whatever." Like <laughs> the thing, I did not like the actress that played the main girl. I don't know why she just kind of irritated me. I think it was that her eyes were too blue. Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, I don't know. She just irritated me. I think I'm telling you, I think her eyes creeped me out. All right, guys, so that's pretty much it. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, we, we hope you liked it. Yeah, we hope you liked it. We hope that you tune in next time. We have a lot of stuff planned. Um, oh, I, we, I don't think we know exactly what we're doing for our next We don't know exactly yet. yet, but we want to have them up every week. Um, yeah, we but might the try idea and do is, a little less known series, maybe. Yeah. We, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but we have a lot of... Uh, ideas for future episodes so we hope you guys tune in listen next time and thanks again for listening yeah thanks for listening